0: Welcome back to a new year and the same fast women. You are listening to me. I am Eileen. And you are? Nicole. And we are here to talk about many, many things today, including a trip to England. What's ahead for 2023 in the car market? um, Some articles we've written for Newsweek Magazine. And then Nicole's going to ask me some questions on scorecard.
1: I am. I get to do scorecard. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Many, many decisions will be made. Okay, but first of all, let's talk about my trip to England. So I did this. Okay, let's before christmas but we didn't have okay. time to talk about it because we were quite busy before christmas so we're talking about it a little a little with a little nostalgia for the christmas the holiday season the cold uh, oh christmas was lovely okay so i went to england i flew into manchester which is northwest of london um and flew into manchester and was driven in a lovely bentley batanga
1: from the airport uh, at 6 a.m can I just say that sounds like it should be the name of a dance, the name of the car, but 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 I can't even say Does it right. A, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it should be like a fancy dance with a floofy, floofy skirt. It doesn't sound like the name of a car. Just I, saying. I will say I did wear a floofy skirt inside of it, so that kind there
0: you go. Of, that hits. Okay. Um, okay, so I drove. I was driven from there to Crew, um, and then around the corner, like through Crew, up to Rookery Hall, and. Rookery Hall is this, um, it's not ancient, but it's historic land, uh, farmstead. I say farmstead, this farmstead sounds American. It is a-, a, a, a well, They have farms, yeah, they're still farmstead. It's, it, is, it is farmstead. Okay, um, in England, in the countryside, it is a, it is a country escape. For, for the affluent of England. That is where um, Posh and Bex got engaged to give you an idea of, of where it is. it is. It is a very cool Georgian style, I believe it's Georgian style, um, facility. It is, it is gorgeous. It's where you go if you want to have long walks away from pe- prying eyes, which is probably why uh, Victoria and David decided to go there. Um, I will say this. I arrived about 6.30 in the morning. It mm-hmm. was dark outside. I got to my room. The staff was absolutely wonderful. And I decided it was time for a nap because at 30 in the morning, nothing's open. I don't really want to walk. I didn't really sleep on the plane. I knew I was going to have time to nap. So I get there. I fall asleep. And can I tell you, I did not hear another sound. And it wasn't that I slept particularly well. I slept OK. It was like a good two and a half hour nap. But I did not hear another sound. And in that room, my entirety of stay, I did not hear anyone else. And I there, love and that. There, I could, there were people around me. like I know because I like went back and forth in my room and saw people. It was amazing. That alone is worth whatever the amount of my stay was.
1: That is the best when you're in a resort, especially a high-end one, and it's quiet because there's nothing worse than if you've been at any kind of doesn't matter whether you're in like a Motel 6 or a fancy five-star luxury place. When you can hear what's happening outside your door, you can hear people walking. You can hear elevators. This is my pet peeve. When you can hear an elevator ding, like if your room is too close to the elevator and you just hear that all the time, that stupid digging elevator, make the doors solid enough so that you can't hear everything. I love it when it's just quiet. Just quiet. So quiet. It was so quiet. Mm Um, but I will say this. So the guy who picked me
0: up at the airport, his name's Ian. He is a former police officer. Um, Uh, as are many of the drivers on our programs and my favorite thing is he's from Hull so he and I had a lovely chat about my my married name and where he is from and he is a lovely a lovely gentleman Um, a very safe driver I enjoyed my time with him um but then he was like he and I were talking he's like well what are you going to do with your day because you've kind of got a free day here and I was like well I did a lot of work on the plane so I have some time to mull around and he offered to drive me into this adjoining town that looked on the map like it had a really cute like downtown area like for walking I was like I can go grab some lunch kind of it Experience the culture of the area, which is referred to as the Indiana of England. So, just keep that in mind. So, <laughs> Wait, it, did that mean they have corn? I, I, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. So, I went to Nantwich, which is indeed a very historic little town um, in, in outside. It's it's like a suburb of Crew, which is itself a suburb of of Manchester. So, it's it's quite tiny. It's a couple thousand people. It says it's fourteen thousand, but I feel like that's a stretch. Um but it is from the Roman times. There's Roman ruins there still. Um there's Roman walls there. There was a huge fire when Elizabeth the first was um I was going to say an office. She was an office. She was running <laughs> the kingdom um by birth uh, by birthright. Um and it destroyed pretty much everything there. But there are a lot of um Tudor style buildings there and that old I don't even know what it's called, but it's like the the
1: maybe it's Tudor. I don't really know, but it's got like the brown lines in the white. Yes. Yes. That's Tudor. That okay. that black is sort of like a Tudor style where yeah. it's like a white building with a black or sometimes it's dark brown sort of timber frames that make it look all cross hatchy kind of it kind of creates a neat pattern on the outside of a building
0: yes and so there's there's a lot of that still there um there's a really cool like inscription on one of the buildings that actually thanks elizabeth the first for saving and providing the money and stuff to rebuild and it's just like wow that's actually been there forever and everything's like it isn't in, in europe it's it's all crooked and, and not and, settled. and like you look at it you're like oh, that's not quite right that's what it should be what was really interesting to me though is because this is it's a town that was in the doomsday book it's a town that has you know stood withstood the Norman Conquest. It is a town that's been around forever. Uh, so when I was there and I was kind of looking around, I expected those like beams, the the wooden beams that you and I were talking about for the Tudor style. Mm-hmm. It was all just paint. So like, I have questions that I would like, like to not talk real? to. Some, well, I have questions I want to talk to, some, like an architect person about. This, I'm like, did they just paint it like that and not do the wood? Like, it's I It's like, know. it's a faux Tudor house. Yes. What? But there's a lot of that around there. And I didn't see like much original-ish tutor a lot of it was just painted so like i just have questions and and i'm not like judging i genuinely have questions and if anybody from Nantwich would like to answer my questions please write in uh, mm. you can find me on social media i genuinely have questions about like is that a thing is it is that was that common because i can't imagine paint was obviously like an expensive proposition back in the day
1: right Well, so, was it easier to paint than it was to do yeah. the fancy timber thing and it was, was, timber it was actually like timbers for the most part or at least if not supportive timbers decorative timbers like wood yes
0: yeah. i always assumed it was decorative timbers and that's what it is in america like when you talk about tudor style houses yeah but it's it's interesting right like it's interesting like the big broad pieces but like the are are timber but then like all the intertwining little things are all just paint. And so that that's stu- like I just found it interesting that's not something I expected. And all the places I've been that's like wait, what? But now they call them I'm huh. here on Instagram or not Instagram. It says they're half-timbered buildings. But I assume that means they they have like
1: brick on them. Concealed brick them Clearly what we need here yeah. is a historical architect to yes. chime in on what exactly these buildings are called and did they really just paint them? Yeah, this is weird. I find like that now that I have so many questions now, Yeah, my entire impression of what these buildings <laughs> were is completely like blown. Yeah, I have many questions. And I, so it was really cool. So Nantwich,
0: if you've never been, and I am assuming everyone who listens to this, none of them have been. Um, it It's a beautiful little like, quaint downtown area it's got a church it's it's exactly what you want out of your little village yes nicole i see you raising your uh, hand i'm raising one feeling. Really, like, <laughs> so
1: i'm on the wikipedia as i'm trying to figure out about these little houses we're talking about Or the tudors house. they have brine baths did you take a brine bath while you were in antwich apparently there are brine springs that were used for spa or hydrotherapy it um, says it I, since 1883 eileen i do there's an open air brine pool that's still in use i do, did you brine yourself like a turkey i did not
0: <laughs> it was very cold when i was there um, but also i'm seeing that they do host the international cheese awards every year so i'm oh. feeling like a, a trip to Nantwich is needs to be going back we need to be going i back think today.
1: so absolutely we i mean why would one miss an opportunity to see the international cheese awards is that what you just um, said the international cheese awards yes wow yes. Now I got to Google that because I want to go to the International Cheese Awards, man. Uh, Since
0: 1897, the show attracts entry. Well, clearly we're going. Um, Okay, so besides that, so I went to Nantwich. It was lovely. I went to this adorable little um, coffee shop cafe uh, called Ginger and Pickles. And cute name. Yes, it's very cute. Coffee. Fantastic. Full on coffee roast uh, bar there. Very much enjoyed that. Had my hot cocoa. Also had a latte. Very good. Lovely. Um, I also had um, a spinach and goat cheese sandwich, which on sourdough which had like a side okay. salad. And it was my lunch. And it was amazing. And of course, it was cheap. Because in Europe, eating is cheap. Unless you go to like hoity-toity. So um, mm-hmm. it was really good, though. But if you're ever in Nantwich, ginger and pickles. And the staff was so friendly and lovely. And my favorite part is the there's like four tables downstairs. But then you go two storefronts over and up this back stairwell that's inside a building that's like a door and that's it to these little tiny narrow stairs that like go up and around a corner where they made room behind a window to go up the stairs Mm -hmm. and you like go up there and there's like a woman just standing from the keyboard and she's just like okay i can put in your order for you like it's very like casual and very like we've crammed in tables wherever we can because our food's good and we became popular i loved it i've every every bit of everything about it ginger and pickles Uh
1: Okay, I know you're talking about ginger pickles, and it sounds incredibly lovely. but I'm still stuck on the fact that they have an International Cheese Awards. It's actually the International Cheese and Dairy Awards, and as I am perusing this page, there is a Nantwich Cheese Company. There's a whole store that is just devoted to cheese, and they have this little cheese wheel, and it's it's a gourmet cheese wheel selection, the UK's best-selling cheese selection wheel featuring eight delicious flavors. Eileen, did you go here? I did not, um, but uh,
0: I am also reading this page that the international awards have moved to the Staffordshire Showgrounds,
1: and they're no longer part that, of the Nantwich show. So we, well, we have I some feel more like we could go, to, which just is like a commemorative thing. We could purchase one of these uh, cheese select. It looks literally like a pie chart in this picture, but it's the actual cheese wheel. And they have biscuits, and they have chutney, Eileen. It's very, and they have cheese boards.
0: I'm sold. I mean, you don't have to convince me to do this. We just need to find the time to do it.
1: That's right. This I'm at is fabulous. I want to go here. Tell Bentley I don't need to go to their fancy resort. I just want to go and have cheese.
0: <laughs> I'm That's okay all okay I want. <laughs> totally okay with that. So I will say that the one thing I found interesting about Nantwich is they have yes. what I would call a mobility superstore. And no, it's not cars. It's scooters and wheelchairs. And it is painted to look like Ikea. But it is right like near the high street. And if you Google maps, the mobility store in, in Antwich, and you will do the, uh, what is it called? The person view or whatever, the street view, and you stand in front of it. It is blue and yellow like an Ikea. <laughs> And, but oh, it there, is not. Oh, it is. And then it is on Google Maps because I actually looked because I sent a picture of it. To my oh, my gosh.
1: It does look like an Ikea. I just pulled <laughs> up the website. It's blue and yellow. It's like the Ikea. Oh, it's but, the mobility stair lift superstore. I'm telling you, like it is
0: the biggest store in it, which, but then like out front, there's like two wheelchairs just chained up near a flower display. If you're looking at, if you're facing the (laughs) storefront, it's on the left. Um, But it's just like, it's just so unexpected. You come around the corner. It's just lovely. So I walked, I walked by that and I took note, took a picture sent to my husband. I was like, check this out. And then I walked toward the uh, church, which is like the center of town as it is. And you walk past the farmer's market, the indoor farmer's market that they have, which whatever, I went in there, it was fine. Um, You come out on the other end and it's like, There's these tents that have, I'm going to say assorted goods. It's not anything I would purchase, but other people might. Um, And one of them is used mobility scooters. So (laughs) I, but (laughs) this is going to sound absolutely terrible. On the day we were there, I was there. There was a funeral going on. So there was a hearse parked adjacent to the used mobility scooters. (laughs) Oh, I mean that's and a terrible was, visual
1: and I know where this is going. Oh, that's the, terrible. The
0: juxtaposition of like you've purchased oh, God. From two blocks away and now you just it was it was it was a sight. <laughs> the stages of life, the circle of life from here really, to here. Yeah. It was really something. Um but the funeral was lovely. I did see people going in, they were dressed lovely. Um so anyway, that's that's what I took away from Nantwich. I love Nantwich. <laughs> very much i actually bought a little christmas uh angel there um had a great lunch all that highly recommend it which is a little a little stop along the way a great place to go park have lunch and then move along on your journey
1: i really want to go to (laughs) me now i need to see this ikea slash (laughs) mobility store but mostly i need to go to this cheese shop and experience the international cheese festival even if it's not quite in this town anymore
0: okay I'm sold. So so after I left Nantwich, went and had a lovely dinner back at Rookery Hall. um, And then I went and spent the whole next day at Bentley HQ. Now, Bentley HQ used to be in North London. And then it was in, i want to say Derby. And then it is now in crew. And it's been in crew for a while. It's been in crew um, since before World War II. Mm -hmm. And what I found really interesting is they were talking a little bit about the site because the site was obviously much smaller during World War II. And they chose to make engines for, I believe it's for planes, in the Bentley factory there. And the reason that they chose it is because the Luftwaffe used to use the lakes to identify and, like, use the illumination at night to find facilities to bomb. Oh, wow. And tell where they were and things like that. There's no lakes around the crew area. So it would be very hard to bomb the airplane engine manufacturing site because they couldn't exactly figure it. They during the war they only had one bombing and wow it didn't take out the site and unfortunately killed a couple of workers every year they actually remember them they have a ceremony every year and there's a memorial on the site which is i think very nice especially considering how far and long ago that was um but yeah so it's kind of got this really cool history to it so you've got all these old brick buildings you've got a whole modern side of the campus and now it is a campus they've shut down a road they've taken over a public road and made it private and now they've got a full-on campus kind of like how lamborghini has theirs and you know toyota has theirs yeah um it was really cool so i i spent the day touring the factory i'm a nerd for a factory um and because of bentley being super luxury it's not it's not that everything is hand done and it's not that everything's machine done there's only i believe three robots in the entire factory and it's and what they do is lubricate things with very precise measurements and so you don't have too much oil you don't have too much lubricant for the engines and things like that um but they have all these people there who are still artisans. So you have a lot of hand workers. And I asked like, as, as they continue to grow and, and to modernize, do they see like more of these people going away? And they're like, no, that's kind of the hallmark of what we do is we still, we invest in people and we invest in their craft. And so like, I met a woman who, who, does the stitching on the steering wheel? And she taught me how to do the stitching on the steering wheel, and I got to practice it. And is she really? Is yeah. it super
1: hard to do? I'd imagine this no. like ridiculously difficult process. I,
0: I literally could show it to you. And I—that it is the only—I sc- true confession time. I was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. and I had to sew something as part of a home ec project. And I—I oh. so had to make a crow as a stuffed animal, and it was supposed to be easy to follow the pattern. And I ended up having like a one-eyed. I'm going to say mentally deficient crow is what it looked like by a car. It was terrible. (laughs) And my teacher actually wrote on my report card that she recommended that I not be a housewife. And (laughs) for that chapter of sewing, it's the only, only
1: class I did terribly in. Um, But I had to make, um, I made a little yellow stuffed bunny. That was my, and he actually looked like a little yellow stuffed bunny. You did better than me. But um, I can't sew a button onto something without making it too tight. So you can't get it through the buttonhole. Like I'm always uh, 90% of the time I've sewn the button on too tight. So also I I can make a stuffed bunny, but don't ask me to do other housewife be sewing things beyond my skill (laughs) set. I I
0: cannot. My husband can sew on a button. My husband's actually, his mother is quite the sewer and um, used to make clothes for them. Used to make all all, quilts, blankets, everything. I mean, really impressive uh artisan and his father as well. His father did some leather working that was actually really impressive. Um I have none of those jeans. Obviously I'm not their child, but I have none of those jeans. My <laughs> family was not a sewing family. My mother was like, we collect buttons, we don't put them on anything. Um so that's how I grew up. So I can't do that. But anyway, very impressed with her and her skill. Um but the coolest thing we got to do um well two cool things. First cool thing mm-hmm. we got to do is we actually went and viewed the Heritage Garage. Which they took this old office building. So if you think of like a one and a half story brick building, they restored all the bricks. So it's like not shiny new, but it's new brick looking. And they've put in new windows. They buffed the floor, took out the offices that were in there. And it's just kind of like a big open hosting space. Well, now they've got like 22 Bentleys inside of it from the blower like the original if you look at if you look at bentley kind of like the lineage of bentley from 1919 onward so the blower that was like really the car that really i'm not gonna say started at all because it didn't start at all but it really drove bentley in the direction it is today <laughs> um that car racing fans it's worth 22 ish million dollars but it's in there. And then you've got alongside some of the cars that were owned by W.O. Bentley himself, which back in the day, he was so famous that you could just say W.O. and everyone knew who you were talking about. And not just a Bentley, like all over people knew that W.O. was W.O. Bentley. Um, so some of his personal cars are there. There's cars that they have gotten, um, through the years and from auction and restored. There's cars that have always been in their collection. They have the first Batanga there. Um, but what I think is kind of cool is Bentley used to be joined with Rolls Royce. They used to have uh, similar ownership. Now they do not, but they did not shy away from that. And they actually have cars there from the Rolls Royce era. And they'll talk openly about like, this is the, the, the Bentley version. The Rolls Royce version was this. And they'll talk mm-hmm. openly about that and share that history. And they, they've got all that there. I think they have over 40 cars uh, in their collection in various stages of repair and disrepair, wow. um, but they're working on them all. This is kind of a newish initiative for them. They didn't really have this before all in one space. Excuse me. And what I thought was really interesting is that they're committed to keeping these cars in running order. So whether it's the 1919 blower or the first Batanga, they're committed to keeping them on, getting them out on the road at least once a month. Every single car in that collection.
1: wow that's really really cool Cool.
0: now i didn't get to we were supposed to be able to drive them we were not able to drive them because it um it actually snowed while we were there so oh yeah you wouldn't want to take those cars out when it's snowing it's snowing (laughs) and there was salt on the roads and and so for corrosion purposes we we did not go do that but instead bentley actually allowed us to do something cool which was customize uh a batanga or any car we wanted to really a batanga Continental, continental gt um Or a Flying Spur. We got to go through the process that they have at Mulliner, which is their coach building arm of Bentley. And And which one did you pick? I chose the Flying Spur Speed, which is a four-door sedan with a V12 um mm-hmm. it is a sporty ish sedan because i mean it, it's big right like it's a bentley so it's a big car and um i chose the speed because it is the outgoing of that engine so we're saying goodbye to the engine after that and i felt like we should be to the engine Aww. So, Um, i'll tell you what it looks like um i have been told there's a big possibility it's actually going to be built to my specification which is really cool so i chose a car that is frost purple which is Ooh. not like eggplant colored. Don't think. Is that, that the, color. is that like a light purple? It's kind of in between. It's got gray in it though. So when you look at it, you're not like this is super gray, but it's also like, it's, it's kind of like a stealthy purple
1: okay and stealthy so, purple stealthy purple. my gosh there's a i'm trying to google the purples and there's a lot of purple options
0: there is and so mulliner has a ton of options and you can really customize it so i worked with a guy who literally his whole job is to fly around the world and help people configure their cars it's a pretty awesome job but he he's becoming cool there he was recently in la and he spent an entire day with a couple at 2 a.m he's like all right we should go to bed and pick this up in the morning and like came back the next day and continued doing it so he's he, he knows what he's doing so we put some black wheels on it put a black grill uh put some i'm trying to think we put some black accents i believe around the windows but we also took off the carbon fiber that goes around the bottom like that's a natural option with the speed took that off and actually changed that to body color and what that does is when you look at it it looks like it lowers the car a little bit on the ground so it looks more it's got more of a prowl to it which i thought was okay kind of cool like it's an extra like inch and a half two inches that it, it lo- it's already going to be there but if it's not black it doesn't blend in and therefore it looks kind of cool so we did that and just kind of touched up a little bit in there, but then you get to go in the inside. And what's really cool is you get to design seat by seat and stitch by stitch. So you get to choose. So I chose a beluga black leather interior Mm -hmm. and I banished Alcantara from the car. I said, I do not want it. And the guy was like, what do you mean? Like Alcantara, blah, blah, blah. It's wonderful. I'm like, Oh, it is not. And it was funny because why do you hate Alcantara? I hate Alcantara because it makes my hands feel sticky. And I think it, I think it looks cheap. I don't I don't I care l- for it
1: I love Alcantara on a headliner
0: well I love I, okay, it so on a headliner I'll do it but as soon as it gets to the pillars I want my pillars to be leather
1: and then I also want like my seats to be all leather and I don't want se- because on the seats it does not I'm all I can think is if you ever spill anything on Alcantara like it's, leather ahead. seats you can wipe it off but Alcantara goodbye and I also don't care for it on the steering wheel I think it's awful on a steering wheel
0: like terrible and it wears out so like you've got shiny well, spots yeah. on the steering wheel it's true. Like if you've
1: ever driven a car that has an Alcantara steering wheel, especially like press fleet vehicles, which you've presumably are not been around for years and years and years, but just in the course of the year, if you get one towards like the end of its life in the press fleet, you can see that the, the steering wheel, it gets worn out. It just doesn't, it doesn't look pretty anymore. That Alcantara starts to look a little nasty from all the sweaty hands that are on there.
0: <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. It's just your hand. Um, not you personally, but a hand um, <laughs> that you own the hand that's been touching the steering wheel. So, anyways, so I chose that all black. We went with an all black center console and I went with the machined metal um, dashboard. So it kind of looks, it reminds me a little bit of a disco. So like it's fun and youthful. Um, but I like that because I, I chose a, like a deep magenta as the highlight color for it Ooh, cool so that sounds
1: kind of snazzy i mean yeah, you I to be, of it? Did, they,
0: did you mock it up and see it no, or no we're going we did and i'm going to actually have the photo i don't have it right now um but i'm hoping we see it in person which would be kind of cool um but it will have like deep magenta inserts um in the wheel so the wheel highlights from me magenta there was um on the seats there insert on the seats we also had to pick the stitching so i picked a stitching that had magenta in it but it wasn't like the fanciest stitching because then that's just like too much magenta in one spot right And then we got to choose, you know, which type of logo do you want? Do you want the Bentley logo? Do you want, you know, the speed logo? I chose the speed logo because I thought it'd be cool because it's kind of the last of its kind. So I thought, you know, put that in embroidered in the headrests. Um, And we got to also customize the floor mats. So you've got your, your thick fur on your, on your floor mats. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it's just thick fur on the floor mats, rug, thick rug. Um, And you can choose, there's two different types of stitching that go around the outside of the floor mat. And you could choose, like, do you want your pink to be non-existent? You could have all black. You'd have whatever color you wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually chose the larger of the two stripes, the one that runs from, like, the edge down to the floor to be the magenta that matches everything else. And it kind of makes the floor mat look like it's floating in a sea of magenta in a good, classy way. Um, Mm -hmm. but, But it was really cool. It was really interesting to go through and to see the technology i mean you do feel like you're almost in the car the way they spin it around you can see it from every angle you can see it in different light it's just it's fascinating how you can customize a car and all the different options you have that's very cool it's very cool so it was fun to do that i'm excited hopefully it's built hopefully they'll share a picture of it um but i was there with um a member of the team from car and driver and she customized a Green Continental GT, I believe. Um, And then Robbie, who you do the wheel bearings podcast with, he did a Batanga that was orange like sherbet orange and it feels very Robbie. and it had this these this multi blue tone interior that was really cool but it was really fun to watch other people and their choices come out and when you sit at this table i mean it looks just like an office but you sit there and they're like these are your paint samples and you open these drawers of like all these they're like discs of paint and they're like here you go here you go and you just look at them you can see them in all different light but you're holding on to the colors you're holding on to the letters leather samples kind of like when you've got a house with the pantone book in front of you and the wallpaper mm-hmm. book and you can put it all like together that was it was very much like hands-on mood boarding for that so it was it was really cool though it was really cool to be able to do that and to
1: see what really goes into it that's fun that's really cool and you get a real idea of just how much they're having you how much you can really customize that car
0: absolutely and then we did go through um the Mulliner factory and um we also went through the uh like where they're building the new blowers so they're basically are mm-hmm. exact replicas of the 1919 um And they're handcrafted. And there's like one or two guys that work on every single one. And you're watching the guy like bang through this headlight. And and like they said, like, if you take this headlight and put it next to the 1919, you will not be able to tell the difference. But the cool part is that night, that new headlight is made by a guy and his son in their back garden shed in this little town in England because they're the right people for the job. And that's just, so, you don't get that with other automakers because wow. they're a mass market. And that's just, I love those stories. I absolutely love those stories. And there's a bunch of other artisans that have made parts for those cars. It's just, it's really cool to see the artisans and to see what they're capable of and, and to see that they're using these unique, small time artisans to do these really cool, very specific jobs, very high level. Um, I found that really cool. Um, very cool. What I didn't find cool is when I left the Manchester airport, um, Yes, I cut my hand on a bin and was dripping blood which was awesome in an airport where like people did not care about anything that i was doing and so like i had to ask a lovely their equivalent of the tsa attendant to get me um some paper towels and he gave me um some kitchen roll and he was actually lovely about it. He, he like, he came and checked on me. Like, he's like, are are you sure you're okay? I'm like, yeah, I don't actually know how I cut this giant slice in my hand, but it like, I literally moved a bin and I think it was just like dry skin against the plastic of the bin. And it, it went wrong. It went very wrong. But what was really wrong as I was standing there, there was a gentleman who was upset that it was taking his bin a while to get through the process. Okay, And so he stood there and he calls to the attention of a number of the in glenn equivalent of tsa whatever they are people and he's yelling it's not like i have a bomb in there why would you say oh why God. are you i don't even fit the idea he's talking about like i don't even fit the stereotype of a person would have a bomb in there and i'm like all i can think is like don't say
1: bomb in an airport bomb 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 I'm like no oh, this is oh yeah we're don't even right don't even joke or t- don't no! don't do that people don't do that no. that's a really bad bad
0: bad idea bad life choices were made and and I, and I really want to be like, as long as he doesn't hold me up, I really don't care what he says. He's obviously just an idiot. But like, also, you're doing it around a lot of people and it was holiday travel. And it was just like, just like I lose your cool. But like, don't lose it with the people who are like, like don't lose it that much. Lose it where you're sitting <laughs> in the bathroom by yourself and like upset with yourself. Don't do it at like the security line. That's not the place. Oh, my God. We're all in this together. This is not like we all just want the process to move it through as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Not happy about that. But I was very happy with my Virgin Atlantic experience. Oh, yes. First Virgin experience, my Virgin Virgin experience. Woo! I love Virgin Atlantic. Fantastic airline. Fantastic airline. I will fly them again as soon as possible. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything from the way they have their first class positioned, um, which is really interesting because it's like a V um, Mm -hmm. and you have like a table where you can sit with your friends and have coffee. Like I didn't have any friends on my plane. Could have made some, decided (laughs) not to. Um, But I had a lovely snooze. I had room for my feet to spread out. When I was sleeping, which is like a huge thing for me because I'm a foot spreader. Um, I I just I really enjoyed it. The service was top notch. Um, I have to say it's the best first class experience I have ever had on airline. Wow, that's something. And the food was good. And like I when we were leaving, when I was leaving Manchester, I fell asleep and they came by when I woke up and she was like, I brought you some fresh coffee if you need anything. I didn't even ask for it. She's like dropped off the fresh coffee. She's like, we've already served. But you tell me what you want. Pick from the menu. And they've got like things they can just prepare for you. Because they just have them. And so I was like, oh, can I have actually the fish cujeres?" Oh my gosh, absolutely. They'll be about 30 minutes because I have to have the chef put them in. And they're frozen. They're just coming out now. Can I get you anything else? Like the loveliest and like sincere flight attendants. And I love Delta. You love Delta. But this was just above and beyond what I've ever gotten. And KLM has that level of service. But they're also very Dutch. So like there's a difference in that level of hospitality. I very much Mm -hmm. enjoyed Virgin Atlantic. I would fly them again in a heartbeat. Um, I wish they went more places because fr- frankly they would be by my airline of choice
1: <laughs> yeah i like Virgin Atlantic, but
0: they just don't have the same kind of you can't fly them everywhere yeah you can't all right so we'll come back with segment two this was a long one um lots happened <laughs> come back with segment two we'll talk about what's coming ahead in 2023 and then we'll talk a little bit about newsweek magazine and what you and i have going on in the magazine sounds good
1: <laughs>
0: Right, welcome back to Fast Women. Segment two is all about what's ahead for cars in 2023. We've got some new cars coming to the market that you and I are going to be test driving. Um, some that are going to just be revealed and we'll test drive later this year. Um, let's start with, let's let's see here. What are we excited about on this list? I'm looking through, we've got the Accord, the On Pilot. this list,
1: I am excited about, oh, well, I'm excited to drive the new Kia Seltos, which sounds weird because it's not like this fancy car, but I think they've made some changes in it. So it'll be interesting to see what they've done to, to bring that forward because that's such a popular segment. Also, the, the uh, Toyota Grand Highlander. Bum, bum, bum. I am excited
0: about that. I'll be, I'll be interested to see how they elevate, if they elevate or if it's just a bigger vehicle.
1: Yeah, because I know that. Cause cause it, it could that be elevated, either way. It could oh. be something where it's like actually Grand in style and 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 like equipment and in quality and interior it could just be grand it got big so
0: we know that will probably be a capstone edition of it capstones their new like super high premium trim level but we're also going to get a lexus version of that so i mean it is what it is right and we will wait and see i think Lexus is gonna be the lexus rt i believe that sounds right. Um, or TR. I don't remember which off the top of my head. But we are going to get a Lexus version. So we'll see what we see with the Grand Highlander. We'll see that at the Chicago Auto Show in February. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited about EV9. I uh, Yeah,
1: that should be interesting, too. I'm excited to see what they do next with the whole... We have the 6. So let's see what they do with the 9, you know? And it's it's a big SUV.
0: It's a three-row SUV. It's a telluride size SUV. There's not a lot of battery electric vehicles that size. We have the... Um, gls equivalent i guess for mercedes Mm -hmm. of the eqs suv um but you and i weren't particularly wowed by that so i'm hoping that maybe kia can come in and i'm gonna guess it's gonna be cheaper than the mercedes so oh yeah for sure so we'll see we'll see if they can out out mercedes mercedes which i feel like Kia's on a run that they could do that
1: with materials style and driving ability yeah it definitely feels like that's something they could pull off
0: i say i am going to france to drive the lexus rz which is the Lexus EV, and controversially it does have a yoke steering wheel. So I am really interested, especially because it's going to be Southern France. And we all know that those winding roads of Southern France, like how are yes. we going to do that with crossing my arms? And what is that going to look like? And <laughs> it's, it's, I've, uh, I don't know what to think. I'm excited. I've never been to that part of France. I am excited to go. Um, it will be interesting to see what that, how that car is because it's, it's a BR- BZ four X Mm-hmm. And Kia or not Kia, uh, Subaru Solterra are built basically the same thing underneath. So the RZ should drive similarly to them. Uh, reviews have been pretty decent on it so far. Um, but also, I wasn't a fan of the BZ4X. I was more of a fan of the Solterra. Um, but also, wasn't wowed by either of them. So we'll see what Lexus does here.
1: Yeah, they were both good. I would agree with you, but I wasn't. I like the BZ4X. They were. They, have they even sold any? Have we had any BZ4Xs any Solterras? Because they have their little wheels it, because of the wheels issue. You know?
0: um, their wheels fell off. So, yes, they did sell them. Um, Solterra, I believe they
1: finally have. They
0: churned they it did. out by the end of the year last year. So, they are okay. they are selling them. Um, they are sold out, though, for like two years. Because they're you're not. such So, if you haven't bought one, you're not getting one. No, if you haven't bought one, you're waiting until 2025 and 2024. Maybe you can get a used one after a year. Um, that's wheels stay on. They, they solved the mm-hmm. problem by adding washers. Which feels like, one... They could have fixed that to begin with, and two, like that solution that like your husband or my husband could have come up with, like we're be mm-hmm. like, honey, how do we fix? He's like,
1: just add a washer. Like, oh, well, of course right. we would. Like, what? It's it seems very much like it doesn't feel like that should be the actual solution to a real engineering problem. like really just a washer like did you just run to home depot for that like it just feels so weird Right, and the bad (laughs) pr
0: that came from it like and how did you not know know? how out of like that's where you decided to chop three cents off the car like i just Mm -hmm. i i have questions i mean i have questions about what's going on Toyota now anyway but um we've also got the prius prime in here which i haven't driven the prius you haven't driven the prius right we were both gone When that drive was going on. Yes, I wasn't here.
1: I was in Europe when the Prius uh, drive was
0: happening. So yeah, so Prius Prime might be our first opportunity to drive the Prius. Um, The new, less ugly Prius. Yes, Toyota is working on getting you and I in a Prius um, in February. So we'll have to see if we have, we might not have time on our calendars for that. Um, I know, we'll have to see how February rolls out because things are starting to look a little busy. Things are starting to look a little busy. We also have the Corolla Cross Hybrid. Now you and I drove the Corolla Cross together in Austin, Texas, Um, Mm -hmm. which we were fine with it. It's fine for its price point, does what it needs to do. I'm excited to see hybrid um, and see kind of how they price point that to see if it really makes sense because RAV4 hybrid is a better RAV4. And so like to see what happens with Corolla Cross and if, is it going to galvanize some RAV4 hybrid sales? I bet it does. It might, there's a chance it could. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. There's some good stuff on this list though. I'm actually going to be, you are not as of right now, but I will be going to, Uh, Encinitas, California to drive the Honda Accord in mm-hmm. january and i'll also be going to sedona california drive the honda
1: pilot in january no hondas no hondas for me i will not be joining you on the honda drive so you'll have to tell me all things honda
0: i will have 48 hours to tell you when we are in the car together immediately yes. following the honda pilot drive you and i will be driving across the country uh from disneyland to disney world not cannonball but cannonball style and um not fast but uh slow and steady wins the race but not too slow
1: Yes. We're not speeding. We're not speeding. This is not a speeding thing for us. This is just a, how quickly can you do it? Being a responsible driver, being a responsible driver is key is really key there. That's,
0: that's kind of the, the part of it is we're, we want to do it like a regular person. And so what is like that Yeah.
1: If you could, if you were driving, you're just like, okay, I just need to get from A to B. I'm going to do it without taking, you know, without breaking without, you know, taking these huge long rest stops. How long would it take me? And not like, okay, if I, you know, mash my foot down on that pedal the whole time. No, 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 I'm not trying to break the law. Just like a regular person. How quick could you do it? You know, how quick could you do it?
0: Yeah. So we'll see. We're going to try and break 46 hours, 46 minutes, which is the time that TFL car set. Um, Mm -hmm. We think we can do it. We're comfortable. We're confident. We'll see what happens.
1: We We can do it. We got this, Eileen. Yes.
0: Yes. And I'm trying to think. So right after that, you, are you going out to California for the Mazda CX-90
1: I I am not Uh, I was asked to go out it's just it's a little bit tricky this one with the way they're doing their uh, new debut so I will be watching the debut I believe like you from afar online not actually going to this the whole shindig
0: yes and you and I might actually be together during that Oh no, we won't be I will be actually I'll be driving a Honda Accord while they're debuting their vehicle I will not be Um, driving a Honda Accord no but I mean, you might be you might be. We just don't know. I mean, yeah, I could I'd probably not. But yeah, <laughs> you could be. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of our January is is packed to the gills. I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like January, and February are booked. March is pretty well booked. And April is quickly getting booked up, Quickly filling up. Yeah. yeah. So so it's going to be good. It's me. Good. Good. First half of the year back to busy. Um, and speaking of busy, you and I have been writing for Newsweek magazine.
1: Which is exciting. We have been, and we've been writing
0: some really fun
1: content for Newsweek.
0: We have. So, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about our articles for Newsweek magazine, Um, which are kind of cool. They're travel related, they're not car related, Mm -hmm. they're strictly travel related, Um, about some cool places you and I haven't been, but we really want to go to. We'll be right back. Welcome back to segment three of Fast Women. Nicole and I have been writing for Newsweek magazine. Now, I work full time at Newsweek and it's always a privilege to be in the magazine. Most of my stuff is usually digital uh, online at Newsweek dot com, which is equally as wonderful. But is there something special
1: about being in print? It's always nice to, to have, you know, the print thing. It's like, oh, print is dead. But it's still nice to see things in print. It's still part of uh, nice to be in a print magazine, to have something you can physically look at and go, I wrote this. Every time I write, I write for Sports Car Market Magazine. And it's I have a little column there. And they send me a copy. And I'm like, that's my little column on that page right there, that paper. It's cool.
0: I do that. <laughs> I love when I go to the airport and I just pick up, like, Newsweek. And I'm like, and like, there's been times, and there's actually, there's been, I was standing actually, um, with a copy of the disruptors issue from last april and i was mm-hmm. looking at it and this guy next to me was saying to me and he goes who's that and i go oh that's jim farley like on the cover and he's like he's like oh who's that and i'm like well it's this you know he's the head of ford and the guy next to me goes oh you know a lot about him and i was like well i, I wrote that story like I was like, that, that. that's, 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 that's nice. That's Jim. That's me. Like that's, it was really cool. And, and still like I, to this day, like when I go in the airport and I know I've got an article coming up. I will always look through Newsweek magazine and if it has it in it, I will genuinely buy one off the newsstand. Like I do, I do do that. I spend my Newsweek salary on Newsweek, which is really Aww. dorky of me, but I do it because I love having fresh copy with me. I love, you know, getting on the plane and I do, I read other people's stories too, but it is really fun to see our names in print.
1: Hey you only read your stuff that's it you're like flip 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 my section to everybody else eh.
0: and by the time and people might not know this but by the time it actually comes out in the in the magazine you know we are a month from having finalized it and finalized design and all that so i'm i'm kind of like forgotten about it and moved on to the next thing because we're doing like the next months um but you and i've been doing about two a month so about every other yeah. issue we are in there um the two recent ones so right now this week spas Indulgence yes. laws across the world is in the issue <laughs> um which is really fun like i i i had fun writing it uh, i had fun well and the neat thing is we
1: it. have a mix of things that where we've actually been to some of these and others are recommendations from colleagues who have been to these places so it's a nice mix of stuff where it's, you get to include stuff that you know it's like i know this place this is amazing i love this plus also like oh so and so raved about this place and i trust their opinions and i'm going to include that one and that's one you'd like to go to
0: Absolutely. So we have a f- mutual friend named Ken Panton who mm-hmm. runs. Uh, oh, I'm gonna forget the name of his. Uh, da, da, what is the name of it? Unna- unnamed project. Uh, unnamed com. project oh my god oh my i gosh. froze too we're staring at each other how can we forget that? <laughs> um, unnamedproject.com which is an influential luxury living website um with yes. fashion and travel and all those things that go into luxury lifestyle and ken actually recommended the four seasons hotel at bahrain bay as one mm. of the spas on here and you don't think of bahrain as being you know a spa destination but you do think of the four seasons as being and i looked at the photos of this and i was like, oh. That makes me want to go to, like, I would like to go be like rubbed down by salt and oil in Bahrain. (laughs) It's just, who wouldn't, Eileen? Who wouldn't? I know. I know. And like, but at the same time, like, there's the Twin Farms in
1: Barnard, Vermont, which you have been to. Oh, I went to and it's beautiful. I went there for an anniversary and it was just last year and it was like so shishy and fancy and relaxing and oh, we went swimming in the little spa thing and oh, it's really nice. I loved it. I was thinking about that. All my pictures coming up and my memories on Facebook are because I was there last year and I'm like, I won't go back now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you been to any of the other ones? There's
1: one in Hawaii that I think you chose and then one in Hungary. Now you've been to the, the Hungry Budapest. One. I think the Hung I'm trying to I'm pl- the Hungry One I've been to. And although I didn't utilize the spa, I saw it and I'm like didn't have time to use what was there, but I've been to that resort that I'm that area. Um, and yeah, I did that was Hungary's beautiful. People go to Hungary and spend some time in Budapest because you will find it one of the most charming, enchanting cities you have ever seen.
0: I I am intrigued by the Ulusaba resort which is in south africa it's on a nature reserve it's owned by uh sir richard branson's uh, virgin which tells you it's it's high end to begin with but it is there's pictures where you're like getting a massage and eating breakfast and there is a giraffe Mm -hmm. and he's just like right there and i'm like oh I would like to eat with a giraffe. I don't don't want to smell the giraffe, but I would like to eat with a giraffe. Like, it just looks amazing. And then also they use all natural ingredients that are inspired by Africa there. So the African potato and rooibos and aloe. And it's just, it's it's just like, I'm like, oh, that feels like a very inclusive experience.
1: It does. It looks really neat. There's some neat... There's some neat experiences on here, and it's it's fun to do these things and to share with people what you've experienced and also sort of just get ideas for things like, well, we could do that one day.
0: Let's do this, you know? There was one on this list, though, that as I was looking at it, I was just like, I need to go there. Like, I, it was the most beautiful, like, and I know we actually have a friend, Alex Dykes from Alex on Autos, who has been there Um but I was kept looking at it, I was like, this is just so incredibly beautiful. And I'm sure it is incredibly crowded because it's in Iceland and Iceland is so trendy right now. But the it blue is. lagoon in Iceland is just it's a natural wonder. And it is just absolutely gorgeous. And like the water, the only way I could describe it is milky blue, which yeah, sounds looks kind of beautiful. Disgusting, but it is just gorgeous. and There's dark lava around it. And also the white salt has. has oh, it's just gorgeous. And this this spa there has, you know you can go down under underground in these caves and have like a subterranean experience. You could just soak in the baths themselves. Um, there's mm-hmm. eating and drinking while you're there. Like I was like, I am down for this. Like this is an overnight and they've got, I think a hotel on site, but it's just, it just looks like the type of place. I'm just like, I would like to go there. Like it just yes. looks gorgeous. And I'd like to bring a camera and not photograph people, but instead the water. Um, But it, it yep. looks absolutely gorgeous. Like that's, that's one of the places I really want to go.
1: Yeah. That lo- I, that would be on my list as well. That looked really intriguing.
0: So if you do want to read all about the spas and hear more of them, you can pick up the January 6th edition of Newsweek uh, for more information. We'll have
1: Absolutely. That.
0: So when we got done with that, we wrote about coffee shops, which is something we might know a little about.
1: I mean, coffee, it's like coffee is life. Of course, you know, a little something, something about coffee.
0: Yes. little something, something about coffee. So. We went for coffee shops. These coffee shops are not like the best and they're not like the coziest or like the best cup of coffee. We went for coffee shops that have really unique experiences that make we, them a place where you want to go and experience coffee.
1: Yeah, we were aiming for the coffee shops that were the kind of places like you might not necessarily know about this coffee shop, but you should like this is a neat, different place to go to, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things I actually found when I was looking was this coffee shop in Colombia that actually has tutorials uh, how how to taste and set sensory experience coffee. And I was like, I don't know of another coffee shop, at least by me, um, or that we've ever been to, that actually has classes you can go to where they teach you about the coffee in addition to everything else. And I just thought that was
1: really cool. Yeah, because if you're really into coffee, it can be fun to literally learn a little bit about what you're actually drinking. Like it's, it's sort of neat. It makes it, i want to say it's educational, which always makes it sound like lame. Like I don't want to be educated. I just, I just want to enjoy my cup of coffee, but sometimes it's nice to also learn a little something, you know? absolutely
0: and one of the things uh the place you chose in australia and i'm not even going to try and pronounce it because i know i can't um the town but it is blacklist coffee and they do coffee tasting as as well um but they do from wine glasses which is really interesting because if you think about swirling a glass of wine and using your nose to sniff and smell coffee has a lot of that same sort of things when you're cupping coffee so I, i i i think it's really fascinating that they use wine glasses and i just thought that was a nice little touch
1: Yeah, it's nice. There's a lot, you know, that's the thing, exploring coffee shops. I mean, I'm a Starbucks fan as much as the next girl, but it's nice to try quirky, interesting places when you travel around. And sometimes you get a really nice look at a culture or a coffee or something that you have, you would not have experienced if you went with a name, you know.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of that, you can get coffee inside a waffle cone. At the Grind Coffee Company in Johannesburg, South Africa, which I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, that has to go on the list. (laughs) (laughs) One, I need to get there and try it. But two, that has to go on the list. So that was there. Um, There's some really cool stuff in Asia, uh, Tokyo, and China. We've also got one from Portugal, which the pictures of it are just, it just, it actually reminds me of the spa in Hungary we just talked about. It's one of the places you're like, this is clearly um, historic and old and beautiful. And it's, it's a cafe. It's not necessarily a coffee shop, but it's just... You're surrounded by history and you're surrounded by good food and coffee the whole time and it just looked absolutely beautiful. So we had we absolutely had to. And you yes. you actually have something from I'm, I'm reading down. Through the Czech Republic, um talking about the Mount Everest ice cube latte.
1: Yes, which have was really cool. This? Okay, so this wasn't something I have tried, but something that uh, somebody who was there for, lived there for, I think, four months suggested to me. It's like, you, this is, this is what you need to try. This is, this would be the most amazing place. The coffee is fantastic. And it's this just a, a unique way of having something. Like, I just think sometimes it's fun to have something a little bit, a little bit different. This one, you pour um, warm milk over frozen espresso cubes. And then that melts it, and you have this like iced latte situation. That makes total sense to me, and I would like to try it at home because I feel like yeah. I, I have, like I feel like I have the power to do this. I have. I know you could just, just froze. froze yeah. You could froze. You could freeze your espresso cubes in like a regular old mm-hmm. ice tray and put them in, and then warm up some milk. I even got a milk frother for Christmas. I have
0: I a milk frother. I love it. I See, love so it. we could, you could do that, and you could make this. Yeah. So speaking of a little extra, you do have one in here from the U.S. that is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which your daughter goes to school in Milwaukee, which is I know how you stumbled across this. And sometimes coffee a little extra is just what the doctor called for, especially on a very cold winter day.
1: Yeah. So there's like regular coffee. You can have coffee, coffee, you know, just like your cream, your sugar, your coffee, whatever. But you can also get some of these a little something extra in there. Like there's, you can get a little like, uh, there's one they call an Irish coffee that has Telemer Irish whiskey in it, which is really good. If you're a whiskey drinker, Telemer is not a bad one. And they put fresh whipped cream on top of it. It's a super cute building. It's like Bright colors on the outside. It's kind of quirky, and they do a lot to try to sort of support the local environment and the local community. So it's very much a local coffee shop in the middle of what is a very large city. It's a great place to hang out. Everybody there is very friendly. Uh, so yeah, Rochambeau in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, made my list because it was what my child said, "Mom, this is the best coffee shop." So I'm hopefully I'm going to go there next time I go visit her. I'm going to check it out. I am excited for you to report back to me. Um, yeah. Are there any
0: coffee shops that you have been to that you really love that didn't quite fit the characteristics of this list, but that you just love and that we should absolutely go try?
1: Oh, gosh.
0: I'll start i, cause I got one on go my, ahead. my tongue. You go first. While you're thinking, um, Persephone in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Okay. I love it. I think you and I have been there together. I think. Um, it is a little, um, they've got baked goods. They have really good blueberry muffins, if I remember correctly. Um, but it's like, mm. it's a house. It's on like the main street area. And you go in and it's just warm and invite. And it's always warm because you- I've only been Jackson Hole in the winter because as one does go to Wyoming in the winter. Um, it- it's, you walk in and you're toasty, but also it's, it's so light and airy inside and it's good food. And I'm hoping it's still open. I can't have a look on your face as you're Googling it.
1: I think it's still open. I know that's always the fear, right? Smaller places, you're not always sure.
0: Persephone Bakery. Yes, they are open. And it's just, it's lovely. It's, its it doesn't, they have multiple locations. I'm just now finding this out. Maybe they, (laughs) um, they were James Beard finalists. So that tells you what you need to know. Um, Yes, Jackson, West Bank, someplace called Picnic, which is exciting. Um, (laughs) Picnic, Wyoming. No, it's in Jackson, Wyoming. It's just, I guess, a picnic. Is it just, a location oh it's called picnic there we go uh yeah i i just love it it just feels it feels you get in there and you just feel like a sense of community and like a home but you don't feel like like it's very clean neat and organized which is something i appreciate in my dining experience
1: yes that's always a good thing you want it to be a nice tidy little place to have your coffee
0: yes where is a place is there anything in nashua where you live
1: there is actually there's a coffee shop that I love that's near me. And um, we have all these old mill buildings in Nashua because we're right on the river and it was part of the economy for a long time. These great big brick buildings and they have gradually repurposed them over the years. And there's condos and some and apartments and shops and restaurants. And there's a place called Bonhoeffer's. Bonhoeffer's Cafe in Nashville, New Hampshire, and it's in one of these buildings that has a huge, worn, like, wooden floors, and you can see where there's, there was equipment and things going through here at some point that was not a cozy little coffee shop. It's absolutely beautiful. They have some fantastic coffee. They make crepes. You can get little crepes that they make their sweet crepes and savory crepes um, and they have one that is a really good cup they have cute names one of them's called cup of love and it's just this this like iced coffee thing that's so tasty um, it's just a nice little place and you can look out on the river when you sit there it's right in downtown so you can wander about there's a park that you can walk to a little ways away and it's you know very colonial new england thing find yourself a mill building that's been turned into something else so bonhoeffer's cafe is actually my absolute favorite place and here in new Hampshire. well lovely i want to go there next time i'm in town which I uh, next, I if you're you know what when you drive up for your next ski vacation in vermont you i'll take you to bonds i i'm here
0: <laughs> for it all right we're gonna take a break there when we get back nicole will be asking me five questions that i will answer and i have no idea what they're going to be about so that's going to be exciting yay we'll be right back <laughs>
1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
0: All right, we are back for our last segment for Scorecard. Nicole's going to ask me five questions i have no idea what they are about i have not heard them ahead of time nicole i'm ready to be quizzed
1: oh my god i wrote four dang it math is really hard okay so um we were talking about coffee shops and coffees so um what's your favorite would you rather have a really unique fun uh, hot coffee or you would you prefer to have an iced coffee season is not the deciding factor you can't say hot in the winter cold in the summer generally speaking hot coffee iced coffee it's going to be an iced vanilla latte ice you do order those all the time i do <laughs> like i feel like I you, know totally how you say that. that is me. like your go-to drink i, I didn't even um, think of that
0: i do i like it with almond milk i feel like it brings out the flavor of the vanilla more although if, depending on the almond milk uh i don't actually need the vanilla because some of the almond milk flavored with vanilla has too much vanilla in it and therefore it cancels out the syrup so therefore it depends on the location not that i'm high maintenance at all
1: um, you are i mean i would <laughs> that is never how i would describe you but um i
0: i i have learned what i like and okay. and i will order accordingly but it's always going to be an iced vanilla latte
1: that is true that is i as so you said that, i'm like she does always get ice not french latte.
0: vanilla either regular vanilla there is a difference
1: okay yes like ma'am there is with lawn, uh, with if you the, can uh, see cream. the seriousness <laughs> that she's looking at me with like don't make that There's mistake Yeah, check mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So my next question, I don't think you've actually been to either of these, but you have to pick one. Would you uh, rather what? go Disney, Disneyland or Disney World?
0: Um,
1: I don't you really have to pick one. I don't know anything about
0: either of them. Um, I'll choose Disney World just because it's not in California. Oh, that's I don't, really right don't know. There. I don't know what the differences are. Um, the most information I have is things I've seen in movies, like that thing you do where they go on the Splash Mountain thing mm-hmm that's as much as i know about disneyland i think that one's in okay. Disneyland. i really don't know anything about them like i really don't i'm not i disneyland
1: I'm, is tiny amusement park disney world is gigantic amusement parks
0: i feel like i would be able to choose my own adventure better at disney world Correct? That would be accurate. So, no, okay. I, okay so like there's different, there's different parks. Yes. And so like if I wanted to just see safari stuff, I could just go to the safari park, right? The animal
1: kingdom. Yes, you okay. could. So therefore I choose that. Okay. Look at you. Didn't know, but you knew. Okay. There we you go. did good. Thank you. Good job, Thanks, Bailey. All. Okay. The next one. So uh, after finding out that there is a cheese, international cheese festival that I want to go to Nantwich. Is that what it was? Yes. Um, That's so on my bucket list this year. (laughs) Um, I want this cheese festival so bad. Okay. Would you either choose a cheese festival or cheese awards, this thing or a wine festival? Mm -mm, Not both. They're different times a year. Cheese festival
0: because the cheese festival will have wine accompanying the wine festival will try and have all sorts of other stuff in addition to
1: cheese. Okay, that's a pretty logical way to figure it out. I can approve of that. Thank you. So this is just solidifying. (laughs) We need to go to the cheese (laughs) festival. Cheese festival, for sure. Yes. Okay. So, and we were also talking about spas today. So you're at a spa, It's nice, fancy spa, your favorite little spa, take yourself to the spa. Would you rather pay to get a very fancy spa massage with the 40 different kinds of oils and hot stones or whatever, or are you more of like a spa, like facial person, like a skin treatment thing? Which would you do?
0: Okay, so I'm going to preface this by telling a little story, a short story, I promise. Um, the okay. last time I got a massage at a spa, I'm pretty sure the bottle of lavender oil broke on me. And all <laughs> of the lavender oil from this never-before-opened bottle poured upon my entire body.
1: Oh, so you were very,
0: um, very floral when you left. I was beyond fragrant. I was living the <laughs> lavender nightmare, and I have never been so greasy, so uncomfortable, and smelled so bad in my life. And I've, and we took a trip in high, air when I was in middle school to the sewage treatment plant, and I would say that that was a preferable sm- smell than the lavender aura that i was expressing it was the most god-awful experience of my life i still can smell it to this day anytime i'm around anything lavender i like we go to that lovely hotel emma and i'm like oh my god i've been transported back to the evils of of that massage beautiful resort by the barnsley gardens resort is amazing it's in northern georgia um it's about an hour from chattanooga an hour due south of chattanooga about an hour hour and a half north of atlanta gorgeous amazing resort highly recommend it
1: I don't think the woman is there anymore who did the massage. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the way she and I love lavender. It's one of my favorite things about the Hotel Emma is that it smells like lavender. I take all, yeah. they have this little rim spray, and I take all the rim spray home because yeah. it smells so wonderful.
0: It's like that, but if that bottle lived inside your nose and your body, <laughs> and all you did like would meet sweat lavender, it is the most, it was the most Sweet disgusting. Sweat lavender. I, I went straight from my <laughs> massage to the shower, and it was one of those things where I was like, there wasn't a shower at the most center and I was like do do I put on my clothes to go back to my room
1: like because you'll smell like lavender and your clothes will smell like lavender forever it was
0: really bad and I ended up putting on my clothes but like I left like I didn't put on all of my clothes I put on just enough to get back to my room and then I scorched earth with them and and (laughs) I went to go take a shower and I just stood in the shower and I could watch because there's so much oil on my body watching it bead off. I was in no way relaxed after the massage. But saying all that, I would take the massage over the, the, the whatever you said because the I, I, would, I would like to think that I could relax. I am not a relaxation person, but I would like to think okay. that I could.
1: That you could. Okay. I, and I did. I have one more. I thought of one more as we were, as you were ranting against the evils of lavender. Um, <laughs> would you rather choose? Um, you were talking about the custom Bentley and its frost purple and how fun the process was of designing your very own Bentley. What would you rather custom a Bentley or would, if you could custom your very own Rolls Royce, which one would you pick? <sighs> oh, yeah. So you pick one.
0: So I think. I'm going mm-hmm. to say, I might think I'm going to say, I'm going to say that I would like to customize a Rolls-Royce, but be very specific about which one. Okay. I would like to customize the new Spectre. The Ooh. new electric Rolls-Royce. Because one, okay. it's going to have the drivability and the quiet powertrain of the BMW i7, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, And I also feel like with that, there's more cabin space and it is roomier, so you could do cool stuff with it. And also Rolls-Royce will do things like, hey, I'd like to have this handcrafted leather from Venice. Could you find the person whose mother used to make it and adopt them and have them, you know, come to your workshop and work for a month on like a sabbatical from their job flipping pastries to like they just do that. And like Bentley's great. Bentley's awesome. But like Rolls-Royce is just a whole nother ballgame. And if if there's not budget involved, I would like to custom a new specter.
1: I always remember a story that one of the guys Rolls Royce was saying about how there was somebody who wanted to have one of the trees from his estate be used for the wood on the interior of the car. So they have all these trees in this gigantic estate. They literally took a tree to use for the wood on the genuine wood in his car. So his car boasts his own estate's wood paneling. I'm like, that's that's crazy that's That's some crazy level of customization
0: right there i will say this on my plant tour with bentley i didn't talk about this earlier but we went into where the wood area is the wood shop as it were yeah they take they make all the veneer and so they get the wood and they it is shaved into these paper thin sheets but when they when they cut it they bookend it so you've got a continuous pattern throughout the entire thing and when they match it together and finally seal it you really can't tell that it's not one piece and mm-hmm. and they back it with fabric and it makes the wood completely pliable. So you can bend it and shape it and like you can literally oh, roll it cool. up like in a roll, like it's a pastry like a jelly roll. Like you could do that with the wood, which is really cool. But the neatest thing is you walk in, and you go through these like these doors that kind of seal off. It's basically they have a wood humidor and it's all in there and it just smells like you're inside a hope chest and that just brings (laughs) back like the fondest memories of my childhood like helping my grandma clean out her house um but it's just it's it's just really cool everywhere you're just like oh like like wood smells so good like the cutting of wood and like all that that just smells so good there's nothing else like that in the world
1: See, okay. So we've established we want trees from our own estates and our Rolls Royces. You and I joked when
0: we were doing the Amelia in Virginia that we would have been very good landed gentry. And I feel like this
1: conversation really brings that Really solidifies yeah. that. Like, yep, we got this landed gentry thing down. Now we just need the land. Yes. We need <laughs> and the, the money land, to go with it. The land, the money, the
0: cheese festival, and the hunt. Because there will be mm-hmm. a hunt. There will be beagles involved. Cheese festival. That is my bucket
1: list item for the year. I want to go to this cheese best thing i want to do this eileen okay we can in the happen. town that has the fake tudor buildings <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they're fake
0: i'm like i just I, I would like to talk to an architecture expert though i'm gonna google it we'll find out we'll come back in a couple episodes after i've had the time to talk to somebody and we'll figure it to out. figure
1: out to have a real answer you know what all right i'm gonna do
0: i'm gonna research it while we're driving across the country because i'll have time oh, on my Jesus. hands <laughs> that's gonna put you to sleep not keep you awake <laughs> oh you haven't seen what wikipedia does to me when i just click hole click hole click hole click hole all night then i'm like oh it's midnight i should go to bed all right and with that we will wrap up this episode we're hoping everybody has a great 2023 and we will talk to you next time we're gonna talk all about evs next time with yes. our first our fast charging man we're gonna have a man come uh, on our, our first guest us. ever our first guest ever a good friend of ours craig cole from ev pulse so stay yes. tuned listen up for next week and we'll talk to you soon bye, bye.